0: From the WIA, this is the Weekly National News Service, originating from VK1 WIA. This is WIA National News for week commencing July the 25th. And
1: I'm Robert and I'm Brian. Hello, Robert. Hello, Brian. Hello, listeners. Glad glad to be here. Happy to be here. Hope everyone's listening to us on their podcast in the car or in, in front of the stereo in 3D surround. And thank you for those people who
0: wrote in last time and told us about their listening habits.
1: Please do it again. We're here for the next few weeks while VK4BB is away on holiday. All right, Brian, have you been
0: keeping your eye on the WIA website? And in particular, have you been keeping your eye on the WIA VK100 WIA special event
1: call sign? The logbook I've been watching. The logbook. I was looking at it last night, Robert. When we were, when I was uh, compiling some news for uh, this recording today, and there was seven thousand and ninety-nine on the log. We looked at it just before, and we've closed over uh, seventy-three hundred. So by the time listeners are listening to this, we should be clocking up what eight thousand on the weekend. Something like that. It's a couple of hundred a day. It is. It's phenomenal. And that's in the middle of the week. That's
0: right. Yes. The weekends that uh, picks up even
1: more. And we've got a lot of news regarding the WA Centenary this week. So let's get into it.
0: WA Centenary update. Share the good news and add to the growing Centenary media file. Now here's a plea to radio clubs and individual radiometers involved in getting the media exposure for the Centenary of Organised Amateur Radio in Australia. Please do share your media hits with the wider amateur radio community to show what can be achieved. There are a few WIA-affiliated clubs on the VK100 WIA roster yet to file their media reports. Now, it doesn't matter if it's a mere column inch in a local newspaper mentioned on the website or a feature newspaper article or a magazine article, radio or even television. Reports on news media achievements are being posted on the WIA website under the section VK100 WIA Club and Media Feedback. Thank you to the clubs that have put in a special uh, call sign, VK100WI. Thanks for putting it on the air. And please don't forget to file an activity report to the WIA Centenary Committee so it can be included in the Centenary Media file. And also a reminder that the WIA Media Kit, now it's available on request to all WIA-affiliated clubs whether or not they are rostered to use the VK100WIA call sign.
1: I was looking at it last night, actually, Robert, Yeah, and uh, there's, quite <laughs> there's a snippet from the advertiser. Uh, there was 60 metres of copper cable stolen from Caboolture somewhere, and it's right next to the article re- related to Ham Radio. So I'm wondering if the, uh, the editor of the advertiser is a ham, or if he's just got a great sense of humour for placing it right alongside. And listeners, if you do know anything about it, Crime Stoppers wants to hear about it. Where do I go to see that article? Uh, that's at the WIA 100 Club and Media Feedback link. It's about halfway down the menu on the left when you go to the uh, Centenary Celebrations page. And uh, there's some TV and news and radio uh, links there. This one's, from a, uh, this one's from a newspaper. And there's a scan there from the 1st of uh, July. And moving right along with uh, VK 100 WIA flooding the QSL bureaus. If you're among the thousands who have made contact with the special call sign VK100 WIA, then you have qualified for its commemorative QSL card. It will look just great on display in your Radio Shack, showing that you actively took part in this on-air activity to celebrate the centenary of organised amateur radio in Australia. Being registered with a WIA membership service, QSL Bureau will result in an automatically issued card reaching you soon. The WIA website advises that Bureau operate in each state and the Northern Territory. Those radio amateurs wishing to receive their incoming cards usually make arrangements with those Bureau. Another way to get the VK100 WIA QSL card is by the direct QSLing method. Before doing so, please check your contact details in the online VK100 WIA log. Then send your QSL card or full QSL details with contact time and date in UTC, plus funds to the WIA National Office. And the VK100 WIA call sign online log is now showing well over 7,500 contacts, having been made in its first nine weeks of operation. So the QSL Bureau will be awash with cards for that special call sign. Yes, it will indeed. Very busy. Very busy indeed.
0: Okay, the very first WIA Centenary Award has been issued. Quick off the mark to qualify for the WIA Centenary Award is John Fisher, VK3DQ, who has been presented with his award certificate personally by the WIA President, Michael Owen, VK3KI. The award claimed by DQ had three contacts with VK100WIA, one with the WIA during May and then with the WAGA and Midland Amateur Radio Clubs in June, plus 14 WIA members to tally up the required 100 points. John VK3DQ was absolutely delighted and considered it a real privilege and an honour to be the first to receive the award. Michael VK3KI made a surprise visit to the home of John and his XYL Gene VK3 VIP in the East Melbourne suburb of Turner South on Sunday to extend congratulations and personally present the award. During afternoon tea served by the couple, John commented on the success of the special event call sign in the award, observing that it is generating a lot of interest and on-air activity. And Jean VK3 VIP, who is on her way to qualify for the award too, has just been part of the Alara activation of the VK100
1: WIA call sign. Good on you, John. And good on you, Gene. Well done, 3DQ. Quite a good uh, uh, WIA man and very uh, responsible for a lot of uh, new amateurs with his um, foundation licence courses and other things. While it wasn't the first award sent out, I've got story here about the first international recipient of the Centenary Award. The first overseas radio amateur to get his award has written back to us with his thanks and best wishes for the Centenary Celebrations. Masami Shinhazi, JF6CHY, of Fukutsu City, the capital of Fukuoka Prefecture in Japan, said, I have the honour as the first qualified not only JA station, but also DX station. One hundred years, it's a long time indeed, and I'm very interested in the great history of the WIA. I wish you continued success and prosperity in the future. The WIA Centenary Committee expects the award to be popular amongst Japanese radio amateurs and the DX community generally. Very good, and uh,
0: thank you very much for taking the time to uh, write to us, too, if you're listening to this broadcast. Now, looking ahead at the VK100WIA roster today, the 25th, and tomorrow and Tuesday, it's the Townsville Amateur Radio Club, and they intend to have at least 36 hours of operating logged for the special event call sign. It is also advised that VK100WIA will be the control station for the North Queensland net tonight that's on 3605.4 kHz from 0930 UTC. The Townsville News Media has been told that the club's radio station will be open to the public who can not only see a display of an amateur radio equipment but also ask questions of knowledgeable club members. In the media statements too are detailed what occurred in 1927 after the devastating tropical cyclone Willis. Now that's the very first known occasion when radio amateurs provided emergency communications following a natural disaster in Australia. Next on the roster, it's the Frankston and Mornington Peninsula Amateur Radio Club, the 28th to the 30th of July, operating VK100WIA mainly from members QTH's and then it's across to VK6 next weekend with the Hills Amateur Radio Club opening its club station at Cannington to the public. The Central Goldfields Amateur Radio Club on Tuesday, the 3rd of August, will operate from the Talbot Radio Arts and Historical Museum with WIA President Michael Owen VK3KI attending. But more about that on next week's news broadcast. Now, one club who has actually sent us an audio report. On their activation of the VK100 WIA callsign was the Waverley Group, so here we go.
2: The WIA Centenary Caravan rolled round to Rose Bay in Sydney on Friday the 16th of July when the members of the Waverley Amateur Radio Society started calling CQ at 10 o'clock local. The Waverley Club Rooms are right on Sydney Harbour and the club station is reasonably well equipped with a late model Kenwood and a more mature Yesu linear connected to an off-centre fed dipole. A steady stream of QSOs followed on 40 metres. Local operations on the club's VK2ROT repeaters and IRLP were equally successful. Saturday brought out the weekend brigade and ended in a late night dog pile on 80. The next morning was bright and clear in Sydney's Centennial Park at our regular Sunday meeting place near the coffee cart. A fine collection of portable equipment put VK100WIA on the air again in field day mode. Passers-by asked questions viewed the WIA Centenary posters, while the QSOs kept coming. That afternoon, the action returned to the club rooms. Then as night drew in and we were required to be on duty at other QTHs, the last CQ was made and the last contact logged. A thoroughly enjoyable time was had by the members of our club. We made around 350 QSOs and we all had grins from ear to ear. Many thanks to all who participated. This is Doug, VK2DCR, Secretary of the Waverley Amateur Radio Society.
1: And well done to the Waverley Club.
0: And thank you for sending us that audio report. Anybody else who wants to send us an audio report, we'll be glad to hear from you. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. Okay, the National Field Day. This is the big one coming up. This is our opportunity to show amateur radio to the public.
1: And when better to launch it than the centenary year of uh, radio in Australia?
0: Well, the date would be the 23rd of October 2010. So get out your gear, dust it off, get yourself ready. More on that in uh, coming weeks.
1: As I saw on the bottom of an email a couple of days ago, invite somebody new into the hobby. It may be you who benefits. Not a bad sentiment for this day, I think. We're going to hear a little bit about the RD contest, but first we're going to go across to Trent, VK4TI, with a snippet of info on setting up your station.
3: Good morning, Trent, VK4TI here. Automate that rig. Take your time to automate as much as possible in your contesting work. Modern software will check all ongoing during a contest, and after the contest will submit the log to the contest organisers. No more than what is needed for modern sound cards. Modes are needed for contesting. In fact, if you have a sound card multi-mode interface, you have ninety-nine percent of what you need to get that rig optimized for contest performance. Back to the news desk,
1: and thanks Trent for those words on automating your rig. Now across to Peter Harding, VK four OD, the WIA RD contest manager, with some news about the contest, which is about a month away, I think.
3: Hello, listeners. I'm Peter Harding, VK four Oscar Delta, the WIA. RD Contest Manager. Today being the 25th of July, and as this news goes to air, you have about four weeks to check your equipment, log sheets and logging software updates. At the bottom of the RD Contest page on the WIA website, you will find the files for downloading. They are the RD 2010 Rules, RD Introduction, Logging data sheets, uh, for those that are going to be handwriting their sheets. Oh, and I've increased the cell size to make it easier too. Log cover sheets, World War II Equipment Declaration forms. All these forms are available in PDF format. Please read the rules to ensure that you enter your logs in the correct category as last year I had several logs where I had to confirm with the operator under which category they wanted their logs to be entered into. Those operators that are going to be operating between 0100 and 0600 local, be sure to check your logs shows the correct time to accrue the extra points for that time period. Anybody requiring any of the forms posted to them please contact me ASAP. This year it is anticipated that the opening speech will run between 20 and 30 minutes. Links will be available on the RD Contest page as soon as I complete the assembly of the uh, speeches. Until next week, this is Peter Harding, VK4, Oscar Delta.
0: Thanks for that, Peter. Now news this week... News of the ACMA proposing temporary use of seventy centimetres on Monday, the nineteenth of July. WIA directors Peter Young VK3MV and Phil Wait VK2ASD attended a briefing presentation by the ACMA on the proposed rearrangements for the 400 MHz band, that's 403 to 520 MHz. That includes the 70cm amateur spectrum and the UHF CB radio band. The WIA has made written submissions to the ACMA in respect to the 70cm amateur secondary service allocation, detailing amateur use of the 400 MHz spectrum and expressing its concerns. The presentation to 100 radio communications industry members, emergency and government users, follows on from the ACMA paper called The Way Ahead, Decisions and Implementation Options for the 400 MHz Band. It was released in April 2010, and a copy can be obtained from the ACMA website. The ACMA's Executive Manager, Spectrum Infrastructure Branch, Andrew Kerrins, provided background to the rearrangements and to the series of discussion papers that have been released on the issue over the past two years. Of particular interest to the amateur community, the ACMA confirmed the need for a temporary ad-hoc use of the spectrum segment 440 to 450 megahertz effected by land mobile licensees. Clearing out parts of the land mobile spectrum at 400 MHz is necessary for an orderly transition from a 9.5 MHz to a 10 MHz transmit-receive frequency split, and those affected land mobile users need somewhere to go within the tuning range of their existing radios. The temporary use of 440 to 450 MHz amateur band will be contained to the top and bottom 500 kHz, 440 to 450.5 megahertz and 449.5 to 450 megahertz. that is either side of the 70cm ATV segment, and most likely will be confined to the heavily congested areas of Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane. The ACMA has indicated that the temporary use of arrangements could last up to three years. The temporary use of 440 to 450 MHz has been utilised in the past for major sporting events and has not resulted in any reported interference issues. The WIA will be working with the ACMA's operation branch that will have the carriage and the implementation arrangements. The ACMA will be holding briefing sessions in all capital cities and regional centres over the next coming weeks. And the WIA will have representation at most of these sessions.
1: Robert, the thing that still strikes me about amateur radio, yeah. they're talking about 500 megahertz, yeah. which is a very small slice of all the spectrum we actually have. I try to explain radio to people. Uh, you know, they, they see the antenna on my car and everyone knows that I'm fairly involved. And I say it's like CB radio, sort of, but it's more grown up and it's better and it's different and you can do a lot more things like it's not just like having a car it's like being an engineer and uh and doing all the different things you can think of with a car from uh polishing them to to rallying and contesting and and you know flying to space with them and we've just got so much spectrum like it's sensational and um just a reminder vk100wia i've just checked the log during our recording another 30 on the log it's phenomenal it is Alright, hams across Australia. This is for you, Brian. Off to VK2. First up, Blue Mountains Amateur Radio Club is holding its annual Winterfest August 22nd at the Clubhouse in Orchard Hills. Please note that this is the 22nd, not the date, inadvertently broadcast last week. Vendors and displays from Yaesu, Action Comms, ATRC, NBS Antennas and Masts, AUZ Comms, Alara, AMSAT, Flea Market and Boot Sales, food and drinks, so go along and grab a bargain. More information at www.bmarc.org. Follow the prompts to the Winterfest page, and here's a great one. I love this next story. 40-metre portable antenna shootout. Northern Rivers Wyson, in conjunction with the Summerland Amateur Radio Club, is holding a 40-metre portable antenna shootout at the SARK Club Rooms on Sunday, 19 September 2010. The idea behind the event is to encourage interest in HF Portable and mobile operation. There won't be an overall winner, as ease of use, robustness, portability versus mobility, transportability and costs are all factors for the individual to consider. The results won't be precise signal strength measurements, but will reflect the practical usability of the antenna. Participants will also receive a certificate, which is nice. There are rules. Trees and mobile whips on cars are okay, but don't think you're going to lash up to the club's antenna mast. 10 watts max and the predetermined frequency of 7075 plus or minus to give experimenters a goal to kick towards for any pre-cutting and beam spacing. Well done to SARC and Northern Region Wyson. And if you hear Chris, VK2ACD, or Duncan, VK2DLR, on the air after the event, ask them how the event went. There will also be the prerequisite sausage sizzle to pass the time during the adjudication process. Hi, hi.
0: And news from VK4. Caboolture Show attendees learn about amateur radio. A display at the recent three day Caboolture Show, about an hour's drive north of Brisbane, demonstrates what any group of radio amateurs want to do to publicise amateur radio. David Brownsey, VK4AFA, and Mick Losey, VK4CRC, set up a display using a couple of tables that included a 1910 diathermy unit claimed to cure all diseases known to mankind, including some not yet identified, a replica spark gap transmitter built by Al Shawsmith, vk 4 sugar. sugar. And to complete the display there was modern amateur radio transceivers, an active laptop computer display of amateur radio satellites plus both the WIA's Calling CQ and WIA Centenary posters and with two knowledgeable radio amateurs on hand to answer questions. And the meaning of the display at the Caboolture show is not just a one-off. This pair of radiometers has shown strong initiative in mounting seven displays this year. There are also other radio amateurs, clubs and groups around Australia that do the task of publicising amateur radio quite seriously, but there is room for many more. With the WIA posters and other readily available resources, it has never been easier to promote the wonderful world of amateur radio. That's a great story. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. Help get Mike on his bike. Here's an update on the activity of that dashing aeroparamedic, avid DXer and all-round good guy Mike, VK4 MSA. He is currently in training for the Big W Townsville to Cairns charity bike ride that will be leaving Townsville on Thursday the 29th of July and finishes in Cairns on Saturday the 31st of July. Along the way, raising funds for the Children's Cancer Institute of Australia. Mike has the entry fee for all saved up but has to raise at least $500 for charity before he can participate in the ride. And time is running out. So can you help out a fellow ham who's doing something good? Well, contact Mike, VK4 MSA, next time you hear him on air or head over to this website to find out more and to help donate. And the website address? www.everydayhero.com.au Forward slash Michael Paulsen, and that's available
1: in the text edition of this new service. Round to VK five, Brian. VK five cable and connector testing day, thirty first of July, oh nine hundred to fourteen hundred local. This will be held at the Tranmere Sea Scouts Hall, corner of Moore Street and Milton Avenue in Tranmere, South Australia. Anybody can bring in cables which will be tested free of charge. Then the person will be taught how to resolve any of the issues shown up, or how to install connectors on a new cable. Further details at wwwsaysonorgau forward slash news.
0: Education, Youth and Advancement of Amateur Radio. This from the Canberra Region Amateur Radio Club about their foundation courses. Alan VK1WX sends a word out that a successful foundation course was held last weekend, the 17th and 18th of July, with six foundation and two upgrade candidates. So it's congratulations to Erin Stan lindsay Philip, John, Steve, and also Matthew and Robert, who successfully upgraded to standard level. The weekend was not without equipment problems, the projector failed after two minutes and the antenna tuner would not tune, and the Yaesu FT757 lost its display, but despite all of this, Plan B's went into operation and the assessments proceeded with just some minor delays. Many thanks to the team, John, VK1ET, Gilbert, VK1GH, and Dom, VK2HJ, who kindly came down from the Goulburn to assist with the assessments.
1: Silent Key. Black Box Flight Recorder Inventor Dies. The death of Dr David Warren brought to close a very interesting life of a man who developed a black box that has played a crucial role in improving aviation worldwide. He was born in 1925 at a remote mission station on Groot Island in the Gulf of Carpentaria, North Australia, and was the first European child to be born on that Aboriginal settlement. His father was killed in one of Australia's earliest air disasters in Bass Strait, and the last gift received from his dad was a crystal set. That encouraged the young David in boarding school to build radio receivers and enrolled to sit for his ham ticket, hoping to become Australia's youngest radio amateur. But this ambition was thwarted when the government imposed a ban on amateur radio with the outbreak of World War II. However, his schoolboy knowledge of electronics led him to later build the world's first flight data recorder. Being involved in the accident investigation of the world's first jet-powered aircraft, the Comet, in 1953, led him to advocate that there should be a cockpit recorder as a means of solving otherwise unexplainable aircraft crashes. The idea initially raised little interest, so while he was the principal research scientist, Aeronautical Research Laboratories in Melbourne, he designed and built an experimental unit that could record four hours of speech as well as flight instrument readings. The idea took five years to be finally accepted. Dr David Warren died aged 85. Operational News, Special Events and On-Air Contest Column, Dateline 2010, July 31st in ZL, the Waitakere Sprint Phone Section. August 7th, ZL, the Waitakere Sprint CW Section. August 14 and 15 for the WIA Remembrance Day Contest. August 21st and 22nd, International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend. October 23rd, Don't Forget, WIA National Field Day Inaugural Event. October 2nd and 3rd, Oceania DX Contest Phone Section. The 9th to the 10th, the next weekend, is the Oceania DX Contest for CW. November 20 and 21 spring VHF UHF field day.
0: And now for special event stations, repeater beacon DX and net advice. 5B4AHJ celebrates 50 years in ham radio. Alan Jubb, 5B4AHJ will celebrate his 50th anniversary as a licensed radio amateur on October the 25th. To commemorate the event, he will use the special Cypress call 5B50J beginning this October the 25th and continuing for one year. Listen out for him on CW and SSB, QSL via 5B4AHJ direct or via the Logbook of the World.
1: Well done to Alan. Well done. Kind of funny that he's using another call sign to celebrate his 50 years of using his first call sign. That's special. <laughs> now Croatia. On the air, keep an ear out for a Croatian special event station. 9 Alpha 10 Papa to be active throughout the end of the year. This to celebrate the anniversary of the city of Djerjevac. A special QSL will be issued and all QSOs will be confirmed automatically via the Bureau.
0: The Democratic Republic of Congo. Now, if you missed working ON4HIL as 9Q50ON in the Democratic Republic of Congo, then don't worry. Patrick will help the locals in Kinshasa get their club station on the air and assist them in making their first QSOs as 9Q50 Alpha Romeo. This is another special event call to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the independence of the Democratic Republic Congo and will be used by different local operators until the end of the year. A QSL manager is expected to be announced shortly.
1: Isn't that awesome? Go. Special event call sign. Leave. Make sure there's somebody behind to keep it going. Another special event call sign. AO, AM and AN, Spain, Soccer World Champions. The joy of a whole country will also be transmitted by radio hams through the airwaves until July 31st. Not much time left. The Spanish PTT has authorised all radio amateurs to use these special prefixes, Alpha Oscar, Alpha Mike and Alpha November, until then, at the request of EA Digital Federation. It comes to recognise the effort of these dedicated sportsmen, its teamwork and fair play, beyond winners and losers, so don't be surprised to see these prefixes populate our bands, and feel free to contact these call signs. Happy hams are behind them. Thanks to all.
0: And in Portugal, on the air word from Portugal comes word that special event station CS2-9MR will operate from July the 12th to the 18th. This to celebrate the 29th International Motorcycle Concentration Faro. Operations will be on 80 through 6 metres using CWSSB RITI. More information can be found on
1: qrz.com. To the awards section, Worked Grids freeware application for grid square chasers. Worked Grids is a freeware Windows application that displays a map showing amateur radio grid squares contacted and logged using a third-party logging program. The app was developed by VE2ZAZ, and uses colors to display information on a per-band basis up to 4 bands can be displayed concurrently for its input the program reads the plain text ascii log files generated by most logging programs the files read by a set interval and the worked grid squares on the map are updated in a dynamic way as the contest progresses and the log file is periodically saved the link to download worked grids is in the
0: text edition worldwide special interest groups final frontier a puzzling collapse of the Earth's upper atmosphere. July 15, 2010, NASA-funded researchers are monitoring a big event in our planet's atmosphere. High above the Earth's surface, where the atmosphere meets space, a rare filled layer of gas called the thermosphere recently collapsed and is now rebounding again. This is the biggest contraction of the thermosphere in the last 43 years, says John Emmett of the Naval Research Lab. He's a lead author of a paper announcing the finding in the June 19th issue of the Geophysical Research Letters GRL. It's a space record.
1: And listeners, that brings us to the... What is that, Robert, playing in the background, sir?
0: That is 440 megahertz, the amateur rock band. Yes, it is. You didn't know about this, did you, Brian?
1: No, and I'm not sure if I
0: want to, Robert. Well, there you go. are not that bad. If you're wondering what's happening to the uh, 440 megahertz band, you can keep up with that band, the rock band that is, uh, on their website. Uh, the information, we'll, we'll, we'll put it in the text edition of this news service for those of you who are interested. Thank you all for listening. And we look forward to seeing you again next week. Just remember, we've reported and you decide.
2: reported, you decide.